Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Welcome back. This is the Singapore Grand Prix recap episode from this last weekend's Formula One World Championship Grand Prix at the Marina Bay Street Circuit. We'll go over what kind of happened throughout the weekend, go over what happened in the race, and then go over how the race went according to my predictions. Um, So yeah, FP1, Ferrari came out firing in the first practice session. Charles Leclerc laid down the fastest lap with Carlos Sainz under a tenth of a second behind his teammate in P2. Many teams brought new upgrades to Singapore with McLaren having enough new pieces to classify their car as a B-spec. Uh, practice was delayed for lizards on the track multiple times, but that was all of the real action in FP1. Second practice session, Ferrari continued running the circuit the best of all. This time it was Carlos Sainz at the top of the timesheets ahead of Leclerc. Red Bull struggled throughout the session, finished P7 and P8 in the second running of practice. But how many times at this point in the weekend had we seen Red Bull struggle and then dominate coming out Saturday and Sunday? That wasn't the case in FP3, though. Carlos Sainz set the fastest lap of the session, continuing the Ferrari domination throughout the weekend with Mercedes in the mix with them as well. Um, The McLaren of Lando Norris looked strong as well. Max Verstappen finished P4 while complaining that the car was completely undrivable. So I'm sure the rest of the grid loved hearing that the best car on the grid was absolutely undrivable and still was fourth quickest in practice. Q1, Verstappen set sat at the end of the pit lane, holding the rest of the field up to get himself a clear run for his flying laps at the end of the session, Um, the second impeding infringement of the session for Verstappen. But the big action in this session was the massive crash for Lance Stroll at the end, tearing the car apart across the track at the final corner that forced a red flag and kept a handful of drivers from setting a final flying lap. Drivers lost after Q1 were Stroll, Zhou Guan Yu, Logan Sargent, Oscar Piastri, and Valtteri Bottas. Q2, Verstappen uh, added a third infringement to his tally, impeding Yuki Tsunoda's Alpha Tauri. Um, Sergio Perez spun at turn three and lost. ended up losing both Red Bulls in Q2. The full list of drivers lost in Q2, Tsunoda, Albon, Perez, Gasly, and Verstappen, who was knocked out by Liam Lawson in the Alpha Tauri by seven thousandths of a second. It's the first time since Sochi in Russia, 2018, that both Red Bulls were knocked out before Q3. Speaking of which, the final qualifying session, we had Carlos Sainz lead the group after the first set of flying laps were completed. His teammate, Charles Leclerc, second, looking to lock out the front row for Ferrari. But after the final set of flying laps, we had Sainz on pole, Russell second, Leclerc third, Norris P4 and Hamilton P5 before the drop in time to the rest of the top 10. Lance Stroll was then ruled out of the race before being, or after being examined following his qualifying crash, and Zhou Guanyu took a new engine and some new parts on the car, which meant he would be starting from the pit lane. Then we get to the actual Grand Prix. Charles Leclerc, Yuki Tsunoda, Oscar Piastri, and Zhou Guanyu started on soft compound tires with Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, and Valtteri Bottas on the hards, with everyone else on mediums to start out the race. It was lights out and away we went. Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc got out to a Ferrari 1-2 as Lewis Hamilton ran wide at turn 1, being left no space by his teammate as Russell started tumbling down to P4. Yuki Tsunoda forced a local yellow flag on lap 1 after his car became stationary in sector 3 on the opening lap, but he got to an escape road to keep from having an early safety car. And we already ended up with 18 cars left with Stroll not racing and Tsunoda being out. 
we ended up seeing the replay was Sonoda getting smacked in the side by Sergio Perez. Um, one of the first few corners on a dumb dive bomb, but really not surprised with the way Perez tries to try to keep up with his teammate. Lando Norris told the team that Lewis Hamilton owed places to both Russell and himself, having committed to taking the escape road early on in the corner rather than trying to stay on circuit on the first lap. Lewis Hamilton responds by saying he was forced wide by George, which looks almost as dumb as Sergio Perez at the Italian Grand Prix saying the same thing, but he ends up giving both the places back, whether it was on purpose or just genuine genuine pace difference. But after two laps, Zhou Guan Yu already came back into the pit lane to switch to hard tires in hopes of running to the end of the race and sneaking a point or two in the end with negating any more pit stops. Uh, the Ferraris were out front all alone. The lead duo were two seconds clear of George Russell in P3 after five racing laps were completed. Lap 9, we hear from Bernie Collins at Sky Sports that Sergio Perez is having to do brake management that is keeping him from making any real progress through the field, still stuck in P13 where he started behind the Alpha Tauri of Liam Lawson. On lap 13, by now a handful of engineers have started to tell their drivers that they need to back off um, of the car ahead of them from overhe- to keep from heating oh, oh my goodness to keep from overheating their tires, brakes, and engines with a gap of two to three seconds to the car ahead needed. Uh, to keep the temperatures down but if this is going to be the case for the rest of the race at this point I was thinking we're in for a long boring night when we don't have any pitch strategies playing out at any given time lap 17 Charlotte Claire's engineer tells him that they need a five second gap in five laps doubling up the deficit to himself and signs ahead or the same with the gap behind to Russell before Leclerc can come in for his pit stop George Russell asks what he needs to do to win the race after this came through, to which his engineer says just to keep the pressure on the Ferraris to restrict them playing strategy games. Just as we hear that, Oscar Piastri is told that a brief rain shower may be headed towards the circuit by his engineers, but that never seems to actually happen. Uh, In lap 19, Logan Sargent goes straight on into the wall in the middle sector with pieces of carbon fiber ended up being littered around the circuit as he tried to drive the car back to the pit lane with the front wing stuck under the floor of the car. The next lap ended up seeing the full safety car deployed as the FIA deemed it necessary to clean the racing surface, but Ted Kravitz thought Logan Sargent would have a hard time finishing the race after he pretty well destroyed the floor of his Williams. Spoiler alert, he made it to the end. Charlotte Claire is held as Ferrari double stack in the pit box. Science continues leading ahead of now Verstappen, having not pitted, with Russell having pitted in P3 and Perez also staying out in P4. Norris as well got past Leclerc into P4, and the other Ferrari ended up P5. Everyone besides the two Red Bulls came in for fresh tires in hopes of making it to the end of the race on one stop. The safety car comes in at the end of lap 22. We went back racing with 40 laps to go, and we get the message that Fernando Alonso was under investigation for crossing the pit commitment line which we saw the replay of, he quite clearly did, and he received a five-second time penalty for his troubles. Sainz took off for the restart, and Verstappen got a poor start himself, leaving Sainz a second out in front after just going down the pitch straight. Verstappen was slipping and sliding all over the racetrack on his used hard tires, and it was under massive pressure from George Russell and was eventually overtaken by the end of the lap, and Sergio Perez was defending for his life from Lewis Hamilton after Norris squeezed by earlier on in the lap. Hamilton got past on the next lap and immediately pulled a second over Perez within the next three corners, and Norris had now overtaken Max Verstappen for third. Hamilton was then pulling up to the back of the Red Bull as well. Sergio Perez was complaining that Hamilton went off the track when he overtook his Red Bull, which it was close on the live camera, 
but Hamilton also halfway ramped over a tall curb and still maintained the position, so uh, we never really got a replay of it, but I wasn't sure that he actually gained an advantage by ramping off of a curb and going off, quote-unquote, off the circuit. I'm also not really sure, since we didn't get the replay, if he actually went four wheels completely off the circuit. Uh, but race control deleted the lap time, but then said no investigation into the move was necessary, so apparently it was fine. Hamilton overtook Verstappen for P4 on to the next lap as well. The Red Bulls appeared to have no pace on the track or on this tire as we crept closer to the half-distance or half distance, uh, mark. Out front, Russell was hounding Sainz for the lead of the race, Sainz having less than a second of breathing space while Russell was two seconds ahead of Norris in P3. Leclerc scoots past Verstappen down Raffles Boulevard on lap 28 to drop Max down to P6 now ahead of his teammate in P7. The Red Bulls couldn't cope with the track and their used hard tires were not doing any help at the moment. Halfway through the race, it was Carlos Sainz, George Russell, Lando Norris, and Lewis Hamilton separated by less than 3 seconds out front. Leclerc was P5 with both Red Bulls still needing to pit behind him. Fernando Alonso with his 5 second time penalty was in P8. Esteban Alcon 9th. Kevin Magnuson was defending the last points paying position from Pierre Gasly and Oscar Piastri. Lap 37, Alonso goes for a move on Perez and messes up on exit, leaving him vulnerable to the overtake from Alcon behind. Alonso fights for his life against Alcon in the Alpine, but he ends up having to surrender the position with the other Alpine of Pierre Gasly now on the gearbox as well. Oh, and by the way, Sainz was telling the pit wall just to let him know when to push because he felt that he had a second of pace in hand. Esteban Alcon, going back to him, got the move done on Perez on lap 39, with the Red Bulls immediately falling in danger, losing places to cars behind again. Fernando Alonso got him in the next sector, with Gasly getting him as well before the end of the lap. It was on lap 40 when Sergio Perez pitted from P10 to get off his hard tires and bolt on a set of mediums. Uh, coming out in P18, last of the cars still left running. Verstappen got the call to box at the end of the next lap, dropping the reigning world champion from P6 to P15. Lap 43, Russell's engineer tells him that Norris is in DRS range behind, so they should start pushing Carlos Sainz um, along ahead of them. But just as he gets that instruction, Esteban Alcon comes to a stop just past the pit lane exit with a mechanical failure. The virtual safety car comes out after all of the top five have already passed the pit lane, but it's hard to tell if the pit lane was even open uh, at the time of the VSC being put out uh, as the Alpine was parked right in the firing line of pit exit. Alex Albon does pit under VSC conditions, though. The lights were green on pit lane, so it appeared as though people could pit. The leaders just chose not to immediately. Russell and Hamilton both pitted, though, on the next lap from P2 and P4, respectively, bolting on brand new medium tires for the remainder of the race. Both cars coming out in clean air in P4 and P5 now to push the pace when the race resumed. Fernando Alonso came in as well, but the jack could not pick the car up on the rear end, keeping him stationary for almost half a minute after his five-second time penalty was served. The race resumed on lap 45, with the Mercedes uh, starting 14 seconds behind Leclerc in P3 with 18 laps to go. Russell made up three seconds on Leclerc in that first full lap on his new tires and was 1.7 seconds faster than Carlos Sainz in the lead. Fernando Alonso went straight on to force local yellows on lap 47, but he continued on with nothing more than local yellows necessary. Lap 48, Carlos Sainz asks about the pace, and Ferrari tells him he needs to go faster until the end of the race. Sainz responds by doubling his gap to Norris in P2, while Russell takes another two seconds out of Leclerc's advantage again, with Hamilton coming along at the same rate. The two Mercedes were swapping fastest laps of the race at this point. 
At 52, Russell was under three seconds behind behind Leclerc now, but it's become clear that Hamilton is actually going quicker than Russell. Just add a bit more drama now that there's the thought maybe the two Mercedes end up battling if they find themselves close on circuit. The next lap on lap 53, Russell now had DRS on Leclerc. Hamilton was two seconds faster than Leclerc as well on the lap prior, but Russell gets the move done later on in that lap after pulling the switcheroo around lap 20 or around turn 14. And now Hamilton is sitting on Leclerc's gearbox. When Hamilton then gets past the Ferrari with DRS at the next chance, Mercedes now sitting P3 and 4. Russell six seconds behind Norris in P2, but going over a second a lap faster than the cars out front with eight laps to go. Lando Norris is now also going faster than Sainz out front, but both Mercedes were a second faster in the middle sector alone as we move towards six to go. The gap to, from Russell to Norris now under four seconds. Lap 58, the gap between each driver in the top four is now under 1.5 seconds. Drivers fluctuating, being in or out of DRS range of each other in the battle for the podium places and the race win. Sainz has slowed down enough at this point to let Lando Norris into DRS range to help defend his position from the two charging Mercedes. All of the top four is within a second and a half as Sainz tells the team his front tires are dead. George Russell and Lando Norris go wheel-to-wheel down the back straight, which allows Sainz to scoot away now. Three laps remaining, and Norris has fallen out of DRS range behind Sainz now, but manages to get back into it during the second DRS zone and defends from Russell again now, as Hamilton is getting antsy behind his teammate, trying to overtake him and go for the front-running places himself. Sainz was playing this brilliantly, but if he made one single mistake, he was going to fall clean off the podium, as was the nature of the battle. Final lap now, Sainz had scooted as far away as he could, leaving the McLaren vulnerable to the Mercedes with only one circuit remaining. Russell ended up clipping the wall in the final sector and goes straight on into the barriers on the final lap, going from podium to DNF in one corner. Lando Norris even said in the podium uh, interviews post-race that he had actually hit the wall as well. George Russell just hit it harder, but all of that action was way crazier than I could ever uh, put it into words, but... Carlos Sainz ended up winning a thrilling Singapore Grand Prix. Lando Norris and Lewis Hamilton rounded out the podium places. Then we had Charles Leclerc getting fourth, Max Verstappen P5, Pierre Gasly sixth, Oscar Piastri finished seventh with Sergio Perez in eighth, Liam Lawson was ninth, and Kevin Magnussen rounded out the points paying positions. Sergio Perez was called a very dirty driver by Alex Albon, and Albon even told the team that next time Sergio Perez tries one of his dirty dive bombs, He's not just going to back out of the way and let him have the space. So we never actually got a replay of that, nor have I seen one posted anywhere, but kind of sounds about right for Sergio Perez, especially after he started the race by taking Yuki Tsunoda out with a dirty dive bomb. So speaking of which, Yuki Tsunoda, Esteban Ocon, Valtteri Bottas, and George Russell were the four cars that failed to finish the race. Going over my predictions, I said three or more DNFs, which, even if we don't count Lance Stroll not starting, the retirements of Sonoda, Alcon, Baltas, and Russell proved this one true. Um, Alpine double points was my next pick, which lost when Alcon failed to finish. Would have been good for it had he finished as his teammate managed to secure points and was behind Alcon before he retired from the race. Lance Stroll no points was a winning pick, but the circumstances were something I wouldn't have really hoped for when the weekend started. Hopefully Lance is okay and back in the next race for Suzuka. Instead of a new pole winner, which didn't end up happening, Carlos Sainz has claimed pole before, like, you know, the week before uh, in Monza. But Russell was a very close P2, making this still a decent pick and something I would take again as well. 
fifth and final pick might have seemed crazy at the time was Verstappen not to win. We finally get a new winner this season. Not that it really makes the overall season much more exciting or any better, but it's a small victory for the people who want some parity. Reviewing my podium predictions, I said that I thought Sergio Perez was going to win with Alonso and Hamilton rounding out the podium. We actually ended up with Sainz winning and Norris and Hamilton rounding out the podium. So, hey, we got Hamilton P3 correct, at least. Up next for the Formula 1 World Championship Circus, we have the Japanese Grand Prix this weekend. So, look out for that uh, preview episode and the Race Rewind episode coming up later on in the week. Until then, I will talk to you later. Hopefully you enjoyed, and that's all I got for you. So, bye-bye.